This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Mark Holcraft is my name. I'm so happy to be with you. Um, And I'm so happy about our next guest. Uh, Our guest comes to us from Duluth, Minnesota. It's Ali Aliyah. Ali, am I saying that right? Yeah, Ali Aliyah. Yep, you got it. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I was I, w- I just picked up with Ali before uh, we jumped on air here. Um, and just telling Ali, I love Duluth. Duluth is a great city. I actually have great memories there. I won't go in too much into it because really we want to get you. <laughs> we want to hear your story. <laughs> um, but a, a, you know, kind of in, ironically, with the theme of today, we're talking saints and uh, Christian witness, which is kind of always happening <laughs> on Real Presence yeah. Radio, but um, well, I was just recently up there because one of our fundraising banquets uh, uh, is in Duluth, with Duluth being one of our the major markets of Real Presence Radio, and um, it's just beautiful area, so it was that we were up there for our banquet, but um, years ago, so my wife and I, Meredith, we've been married for almost 20 years, and so uh, we did our 10-year anniversary out in Duluth for a few days and just took in mm-hmm. the city and uh, uh, took in, is it uh, Canal Park right there? Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's just a beautiful area. Um, it is. I love it so much. That sounds like a great way to spend that special day. It was. It was. It was awesome. It was awesome. But, Allie, you're here uh, because you, you're a light in the darkness and you want to encounter the darkness through the gift of music. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so my my mission with my music, I'm an indie folk singer, songwriter, and Catholic speaker. I live in Duluth, Minnesota, originally from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Um, And when I was at, I I went to school at Franciscan University and studied theology and catechetics while I was there. And um, I was also part of a household called Daughters of Zion. And for anyone unfamiliar with household life at Franciscan, it's kind of like a Catholic sorority. (laughs) Um, And so it's faith-based and it's rooted around a mission and our our Bible verse was Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, um, which says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted, um, set prisoners free, like that whole verse. And that always really resonated with me, and I've kind of carried that into the, the mission of my music. Um, because all my songwriting, it seems to flow out of that place of, um, like, desire for personal healing and and also just like connecting with with the that need for healing for everyone that I encounter and um so yeah it's, it's become just kind of like the the theme of everything that I do with my music and and it's cool to see people resonate with that yeah it was so important i mean the gift of music does that you know there is yeah. something i mean there is something that is transcendental about music it takes people Absolutely. to another place and so uh, you're talking about using your music uh, as a gift to provide, you know, as an avenue of healing. Is that my, mm-hmm. is that what I'm understanding? Yes, yes. And so, yeah, to be able to do that, you know, it's there's the, the great quote. I think it's uh, Saint Augustine is to sing is to pray twice, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And so, um, but for you, how are you finding the, your gift of music ministry being an avenue of healing? What does that look like? Yeah, so a lot of my songs, um, so for example, one of my songs called The Labyrinth, I wrote it in a place when I was struggling um, and just 
like my heart was breaking and I felt like I really just was asking the Lord to enter into that brokenness and heal me. And then um, when I started sharing that song with other people, it was incredible, the response. Like people um, who had been suffering with cancer or had lost a loved one, like came to me and shared their story. And it was just like a beautiful glimpse into the, the kingdom of heaven and how we can all just kind of be there for one another. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see how like the songs that I write thinking that they're for my own journey, um, are actually like meaningful for other people. Um, so yeah, the lyrically and, and, um, the scriptures that inspire them, they're just able to, to grasp, grasp onto that and, um, hold onto that and, and find hope in it. That's awesome. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, and Ali, I, I want to swing back a little bit. You mentioned your music style is indie folk. What mm -hmm. does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm drawn to styles like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Josh Gerald, um or like the Oh Hellos, um, bands like that. Um, I am a little bit, but I, I think some of our listeners would be though, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they're... Um, generally more uh, acoustic and um, sometimes I throw banjo in there. Um, lately I've been um, playing around a little bit more with some um, different synth sounds and things like that, but it, it's typically rooted around just like singer-songwriter and um, like acoustic instruments and, and things like that. So you know, I hope I explained it well. <laughs> well no, it, it does. It does. And um, I was okay. talking with Therese about it earlier a little bit. Um, it makes me think of like the kind of environment or atmosphere you, you go into a coffee shop and that's the kind of music you hear. Yeah. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely accurate. So, and well, so I was listening to, to one of your songs, uh, Auburn Skies. And mm -hmm. if, if I can say, so, uh, objectively, I don't know you, mm -hmm. but we've met here on air. Um, mm -hmm. you have a beautiful voice. And so I find myself kind of grooving to, to the tune, um, but there's, what's exciting is there's an inspiration behind it. Can you tell the story behind Auburn Skies? Yeah, so, yeah, so it, it's kind of crazy. So I composed Auburn Skies in the heart of the pandemic. Um, I had been, so 2020 was supposed to be my like busiest year with everything I had going on. Um, and I know for everybody, it, you know, when the pandemic struck, it was just a huge challenge and unexpected and everybody struggled and in some real ways. Um, sure. And for me, what that looked like was I, I was um, actually traveling on my way to an event that I was going to speak at. Um, and prior to the event, we were, my parents were with me because we were going to visit my grandparents and um, my mom's the manager of my band. So she comes to, to events with me a lot um, to like run the merch table and things like that. So while we were traveling, we were in Louisiana and, um, the president ordered the stay home lockdown. And so we're like, wait, what's going on? What do we do? So, um, so you were at a different part of the country or were you like yeah, were you in Minnesota yeah. at this point or I was in Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of crazy. So we like canceled the rest of the, the tour, like the events and, and, uh, just flew home. Um, but since I was traveling with my parents, I decided to quarantine with them. And, um, it was, I, I think for everybody quarantine or lockdown or whatever the pandemic looks like for, for you, it was just like, um, a, a weird time, you know, challenging and, and, um, 
Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's just been the word to describe it as weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But it was really beautiful in a way for me, for my experience, because it was um, just a special time of quality time with my family. And um, like all of my events, like my calendar was wiped clean. And um, that was like, I I think we all had like this, um, this opportunity to either, well, to either see this situation as like something to fear um and and i'm not downplaying like the the reality of fear in in all that but we could also see that this as an opportunity to um embrace the challenge and and see what god wanted to do through all of it and so that's kind of the mindset i tried to have in it um and i like in the heart of the pandemic i um would start playing on a piano a little bit. I don't, I never played piano before, um, but I started kind of tinkering with it at my parents' house and I could look out the window as I played to see like the beautiful sunset. And um, Auburn skies kind of flowed out of that whole experience of here we were in the, in the midst of all this unknown. Um, but God promises to be there with us in every moment of it. And, um, I was especially struck by, like, the gift of time. Like, all of a sudden, for, at least for me, my calendar wipes clean. Like, I I am the kind of person who is always like, oh, I just wish I had more time to do this and this. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, and here's God saying, like, okay, here's all this time. What are you going <laughs> to do? Just did it, it to the whole world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, but I, yeah, keep going. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I just, I, um, it's so encouraging to hear you say that, uh, you know, and, because it is, it has been a weird time, and there have been um, a lot of people have been uh, thrown for a loop, you know. And, and and you know this, I know this, our listeners know this. Um, but one of the things that really I think is dangling and hanging is is people are really frustrated. I've been really frustrated, and one of the times for me in prayer, what was lifted up for me is, you know, you can almost hear God the Father saying, "I know you're frustrated." But yeah. within this, I'm giving you a gift. And if you are not changed, then you've missed the boat. And, I, and that's, that's been speaking yeah. to me, if I'm not different. And so I, I kind of hear a similar vein as you're talking about uh, behind that song. Yes, for sure. I, I felt that as well. Like, just that invitation to let this situation change me and, like, let God work in me in all of this. Um, so, yeah, so that's what Auburn Skies was born out of, was just, like, the gift of time and quality time with my family specifically and um, all the hidden gifts and blessings. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I, we need to cut for a break here pretty soon here, uh, Ali, but I would, I would love when we come back, I'd love to hear more. Cause I just think it's the coolest thing that you just said, your mom is your manager. <laughs> like, yeah. She's been yeah. managing you for a long time, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but in this unique way that your mom is your manager, uh, I would, I would like to, when we come back from the break, I'd like to hear about what that's, what is that relationship like with your mom? You know, even when you said, you know, so she, she stands at the merch table and I could just picture the setting, whether it's at a concert or, you know, or if you're singing at a concert at a church or somewhere and there's your mom hanging in the background, like basically what she's been doing probably her whole life. Sometimes in the background, sometimes <laughs> in the foreground. Um, so when we come back, uh, Ali, we'll explore that. And I want to explore too, uh, there seems to be uniqueness. I think there was something, it sounds like uh, something of an experience for your mom, that there's a glory mm-hmm. story that came through there. 
Um, so yeah. so much more to be had when we return with Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. It's time to awaken. This spring, our live drive will have the theme, Awaken. We'll get the joy of hearing from your fellow listeners on how Real Presence Radio has impacted their lives and awaken them to the beautiful life in the Catholic Church. Also be sure to check your local bulletin to see if your parish is in the incredible parish competition. Don't miss any of it, coming May 4th through May 7th, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft. I'm with Ali Alia, the Catholic songwriter and uh, speaker uh, in Duluth, Minnesota. And we were talking about how within the pandemic, things have slowed down for her, but it's also provided some inspiration for some music. Um, and she, well, one of the things I wanted to come back to is it sounds like there's a, just a unique relationship that she has with her mother. So, Allie, if, can you, would you be able to share more about that? Yeah, for sure. So my, my mom is the momager of the band. We, everybody calls the her momager. Her mom. <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah. And like you mentioned before, Mark, it's, it's, it's funny because she's been managing me my whole life. Um, but yeah, in this unique way, it's, it's, been really special to have someone who not only like fully believes in me but also um the ministry that i'm called to and um she just gives everything to to helping support that ministry um so yeah she she runs the merch table when at a lot of my gigs um she'll be the the main contact person for all bookings and um yeah she just does so much and i'm i'm so grateful for everything i couldn't do it without her yeah 
Well, and um, we we just touched briefly on the break, but you had mentioned that something had happened with your mom, uh, mm-hmm. but in thanks be to God, a glory story really shone through it. Can you share about that? Yeah, yeah. So on um, All Souls Day, she actually suffered a cardiac arrest. Um, suddenly, it, it came out of nowhere. She was feeling so good that day, and she's in great health otherwise, so it was just kind of a random attack. And um, I... I was going to sleep, and my sister called me, and as soon as I saw my sister's number, on, like, popped up on my phone, I was like, something's wrong. Um, so I picked up, and uh, Jessica, my sister, she's like, mom's heart isn't beating, just pray. Um, and so, <laughs> I can't even That's like, okay, yeah, yeah. What, what was going on in my mind there, but um, I just dropped to my knees, and I I just started crying and begged God for a miracle. And um, my my dad was with her. So I live two hours from my parents. And uh, my my dad was with her and my aunt showed up um, when things started getting crazy. But thankfully, um, the paramedics were on the scene with her when things took a turn for the worst. And... So they were able to provide oxygen and shocker with a defibrillator, um, which saved her life. Like she, so her heart stopped beating and it was, she flatlined for eight minutes, um, which is crazy. And uh, a family friend was one of the first responders. And, and um, I, I think it was my aunt that told me that she just kind of like saw his face and how like he was scared and like knowing my mom and, um, and, like knowing what this meant, um, I think he told us later that like he's never seen anyone come back from that. Um, so it was really scary, and uh, so I, I, apparently the the paramedics they shocked her with a defibrillator four times um, to try and get her heart to start beating again. Wow! And before the before the fourth shock, they said that the defibrillator might not have enough power to to continue, um, and miraculously on that fourth shock that's the one that worked and um we started her heart but she was still in critical condition so they rushed her to the hospital in Rice Lake and um I drove through the night to be with her and um this is kind of funny like when I pulled into the parking lot like I drove two hours um and when I as soon as I pulled into the parking lot my aunt called and she said they're going to airlift her back to Duluth. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, so I, but thankfully, like, we weren't sure because it was COVID times if we were even going to get to see her. So um, this, this was just last, you said All Souls Day, so 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was okay. just in the heart of everything going on with the pandemic. And um, so, yeah, there, there were a lot of, um, like, all the ICU beds were full, like, except for one, and that one was in Duluth, and our, our hospital in Rice Lake doesn't usually send people to Duluth, but because that was the only place, they're like, okay, this is where she's got to go. Um, so I, it was like 2 a.m. when I pulled into Rice Lake, and then I got to see her right before they airlifted her back to Duluth, and then my dad and I got back in the car, and we drove back to Duluth, and um, we went straight to the hospital and stayed up all night, um, by her bedside thankfully we were able to to get in there and they let us be with her um but 
it was crazy because like all the doctors they were like it's a miracle that she she's even here at this point um but it was still really uncertain whether she'd make it um and so they intubated her and um it, it started looking up um we my dad and i we were just praying and uh, texting everyone that we knew to ask for prayers. And um, so it it was really, this whole situation was a huge testament to the power of prayer, like I've never seen before. Um, like, I, I grew up Catholic, I, I always knew that prayer is important and it, and it you know, means something, but this really showed me, like, the power behind it. Yeah. Um, because there's so many people, like an army of, of people coming to, to storm heaven on her behalf. Um so that was really cool to see. And then, uh, so we stayed by her bedside. My sister flew in from North Carolina to be there. Um, and we, yeah, we just kind of waited. And um, she she started getting a little bit better. Um, and they were able to take out the tube. And um, But before they took out the tube, she was trying to communicate with us. Um, and this is kind of funny, too, because later she told us, like, what she was thinking. Um, she thought that, uh, she's like, why am I in Duluth? Like, what's going on? Like, can you imagine, like, waking up with a tube in your mouth, unable to speak or communicate, and in some strange room yep. where you have no idea And literally are. in a different like, city, and you know it's not where you left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, how scary. Um, but we were just, like, giddy with how grateful we were that she was there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she... And she, from her perspective, she was just like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so she was trying to communicate with, like, her finger in the air, like, trying to draw letters so we could, like, talk to her. And it didn't work out so well. But, um, yeah, so she, they took out the tube and she was able to speak to us finally. And um, she was anointed um, with the sick and um, our bishop came and, um, prayed with her, and it was just—it was just so beautiful. This, wow, this that's incredible blessing. Um, now, how how was this inspired or played into your music ministry, or even some of the songwriting? I, yeah, so specifically with Auburn Skies, it's crazy because the song came out like just before. Um, actually, I, I can't even remember the exact date. I think it was like right after Mom's attack. Yeah, November fifth. Um, so I, my mind was like not on the song at all at that point, but, um, it was really beautiful to see how like our experience in our family, like this miracle of mom being, and now she's like back to a hundred percent, like she's her normal self again. That's and all so the doctors good. said it's a huge miracle, um, cause she shouldn't even be alive, let alone have brain functionality, but she's, she's here with us and it's amazing. Um, and so like Auburn Skies, I, I wrote it when I was quarantining with my parents, um, having that really special time. And I didn't know how special that was until after this really, you know, because like how we could have lost her. Um, but just, it, it's a huge reminder to, to be grateful for every single moment. Cause none of us knows when our time's going to come, you know, or like how much time we have left, but every moment is, is truly a huge gift. Yeah. Well, Allie, and tell us about, because we're coming already near the end of our segment, tell us about mm-hmm. the most, uh, your recent uh, song that's coming out, Solstice. Yeah, so um, it just came out, actually. Um, so Solstice is the first song that I recorded entirely from home, and this was a situation inspired by the pandemic as well. Um, 
But so I set up a little home studio and I um, was virtually in communication with my audio engineer and the other instrumentalist. Um, but it was really cool because this one stretched me in in ways that I didn't even realize it could be stretched because I was doing a lot of it more hands-on than, than usual because of the pandemic. Sure. Um, but the, the scripture that inspired this song is, it's John 1, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, and I was just reflecting on just the, the power of Christ, the light, entering into our darkness and um, giving us hope, you know, um, and especially with, like, everything that has gone on in my family, um, not just my mom's incident, but, like, my sister lost a baby, um, the pandemic, you know, like, there's so many things that come against all of us, and it's just one thing after another sometimes, but um, Christ enters into the midst of that darkness, and He brings His light every time. So that's yeah. what that song's about. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for... Mm-hmm. Thanks for preaching it, Allie. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> seriously, you. And, you know, it's because I, I don't, I would not have really thought much about, you know, how the pandemic is affecting like, songwriters. You know, it, there's mm-hmm. certain professions, it's really been made public and we, you know, fostered our awareness of what's mm-hmm. been impacted and affected, you know, people's livelihood, we know, but you don't always dig into the nitty gritty of the specifics for people. So what, for you with songwriting, um, mm-hmm. So it's just been a pleasure and a joy to hear you share what the Lord is doing in and through, not just in and through you and how the Lord is, continues to use you and the gift of music and the gift of music that he gave you, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so he's, he's not finishing. Like, he's not done with you yet. He's not, he's not uh, finishing. Once he starts, once the Lord speaks, you know, it will see its end until its fruition, you know, or it will see its fruition until its end, I should say. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, fascinating. And every single one of us, every single one of us has a, a gift that God wants us to to use, you know, and that's it's so beautiful. Yes, exactly, exactly. And your gift is music, and it, it genuinely, genuinely is a gift. The little that I've had a chance to hear, um, you know, you may, you may open me up to listening to indie 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 folk. I'm not sure yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but certainly, um, one of the things I also appreciate is what the Holy Spirit does with different genres of music so as to mm-hmm. penetrate into the hearts of people because we're all coming from yeah. a different uh, place. You know, there's a variety yeah. of reasons we might enjoy a particular style of music. Uh, so thank you for your yes uh, to that and sharing your gift because truly, uh, the little I've heard, you have a beautiful voice. Um, and I look Thanks. forward. Yeah, you're welcome. I look forward to seeing no, honestly, what what uh, what the Lord holds for your future, um, and I would look forward to hopefully we'll have you back on Real Presence Radio. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me today. You're it's welcome. Been an honor. Uh, when we return, we'll learn more about the Dragon Slayer Saint George. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.